And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number six of Marks with Mikes. We are now coming to you on this Saturday night here to recap everything inside the world of WWE. Of course, from last week, we're going to go ahead and start off with the main three shows. But before we do that, how rude of me, let's go ahead and get these co-hosts out the way. Let's go ahead and get the first one here. I am JT. Of course, joined by my other two hosts. First off, we're going to start off with my man, Dre. Yo, Dre Bars is in the house, ready to get another podcast started. Let's do it. And of course, always here, Ryan Mack. What's going on? Always down to do a podcast, Dre. I know you. that's your favorite part. What's up, (laughs) JT? What's up, Dre? It is the Marks with Mike's, and woo, we're doing it better than anybody else alive, brother. That's right. That's right. Hey, shout out to all of the listeners. If you're not aware, check out the Twitter page. That's Marks with Mike's. Uh, We've just been picked up for four different uh, podcasting networks out there, so congratulations to us. We're growing pretty fast. Very young guys inside this world of podcasting, but we're growing, and we are growing at a nice pace. But... Moving on to other great news, let's go ahead and kick it off with, of course, the Monday Night Raw after the shakeup. What is everyone's opinion on this uh, as far as what happened on this Monday Night Raw? A lot of changes, a lot of uh, new teams put together. Uh, Dre, you, you watched a lot of uh, Monday Night Raw. Tell me what you thought about it. Um, I liked it. It, it had its ups and downs, you know. I think it's going to take some time just for everything to mesh with the shakeup to see what storylines are going to, you know, what's going to happen down the line heading towards SummerSlam. But, but like I said in the last podcast, I really did like the, the moves Raw made. So I'm just eager to see what storylines are getting put together. You know, I, I still feel it's not quite there yet, but it's getting there. And only time can tell, you know. So I'm definitely looking forward to this, and I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be watching because I really want to see where the whole Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. So I'm real intrigued with that. I feel like this will be Dolph Ziggler's resurgence. I yeah, guarantee. Yes, yes. A lot of guarantees last week. So we're going to see if some of these are going to come true. So, you know, this is, you know, way to see, you know. So it's going to be, like I said, it's, it's going to be interesting the next few weeks and months with Raw. So I, I'm I'm just going to tune in and keep watching and see where it's going to go, you know. So that's my whole assessment of it. It was an up and down show this week. It had its ups. There was a few spots that were good. And then it was some low points, you know, so. That's just my opinion of it. But I was shocked with the whole return, of, you know, the whole Ronda Rousey thing, because honestly, I wasn't expecting her to come out at the end. Shout-outs to that. You know, that was one of my ups of the show. All right, I'm done. Oh, yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, Monday Night Raw episode uh, after the shakeup, I was expecting a little bit more, uh, as people were. But uh, then again, for a go-home show for the greatest Royal, Royal Rumble, you thought it would have been a uh, a nice uh, a nice go-home show. And yeah. just to not have 
just to not have that uh that type of that type of card. I mean, uh you have no way Jose out there and uh oh. I that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be no way Jose versus Baron Corbin and come on, seriously. I mean, this is Adam Rose all over again. But you know but you know who I blame for all these dancers slash wrestlers? Disco Inferno. I blame him. If it wasn't for <laughs> Disco Inferno, we wouldn't have this issue with these guys dancing and wrestling. Disco well, fever, well, if disco blame, fever, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are we gonna, so if we're going to blame Disco Inferno, we need to blame where it all started from and we're gonna go way back and that's the honky tonk man because he had his little dance too. <laughs> honky tonk man. Can we blame him? Because he you know he, he started everybody doing the you know the double J strut. So you know the Yeah, I mean yeah I, I can't go with my baby tonight. Hey <laughs> Yeah the, the, there's there's a lot of people can blame blame but I'm just gonna give all the blame to Disco Inferno. Only because he ruined it, he ruined the wolf pack. But anywho, back to the actual subject, uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had that match that never happened. Okay, it never happened. I guess we're trying to give Baron Corbin a a a nice uh, type of push here as one of their top hills or probably their their top mid card hill. Uh, the match never happens. He attacks No Way Jose, and what are we gonna have here? I can call it right now. Guarantee you, backlash. You're going to see No Way Jose versus Baron Corbin because <laughs> on this uh, this match oh. never happened, and I just don't like the way it's shaping out. Uh, I, I do understand it's only the first week, but we could have came a little bit more stronger with this episode. I mean, the matches uh, for the most part were forgettable. Uh, I'm just being honest. The only the only match that only stood out to me uh, would have had to have been the uh, the Seth Rollins and um, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor versus the Miseraj, which we don't know what's going on with the Miseraj. Looks like they're looking for guidance and directions, and honestly, it looks like two lost puppies uh, trying to find a new owner. I think they need to take a swim in the Lake of Reincarnation. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. One day. Yes. Now, I can actually see that happening. And uh, there's a couple rumors swirling online that that may happen, but uh, it'll be good. But then again, they're just in the same role that they would be in. I don't see them going any further than just that low mid card. Only, only because if they jump into the Lake of Reincarnation, then what? I mean, they're not going to have a title run. No, they're just going to be lackeys. That's all they would do with them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Lackeys. I wish they them with the Miz for SmackDown. I think that would have been real good, but then the Miz was awesome. So, yeah, it would have been okay. But I put it like this: if Finn Balor can't go to SmackDown with the club, Miz the Raj can't be with the Miz on SmackDown. Sorry. Well, well he'll probably go find another two, another Axel and Bo Dallas on SmackDown, and make them the new Miz the Raj. You know, he always finds somebody. So, you know what? Yeah. I think uh, I think no way Jose needs some some help, and I think they should be his Joe's buds or Jose buds, as I saw it spelled out. Jose <laughs> buds. <laughs> hey, how many future superstars is in the Jose buds? That right. we see? Yeah, you never know. It could be Braun Strowman. You know, Braun Strowman was a Rose bud, and lo and behold, he's uh, one of the hey, stars. Here's a here's a fact. 
Did you know Emperor Moon was a um, rosebud? I did not. I must have totally missed that. No, I did not. Yeah. It was a rosebud. I was shocked. So I was like, damn, why was she a rosebud? She must have been one at the end of the thing. Yeah, it must have been towards the end because I I follow Emperor Moon and I've I've been following her for a while, ever since she was Athena. Athena. Athena and uh, Reality of Wrestling there with uh, Booker T's promotion. So mm-hmm. I can't believe I, that snuck past me. But Yeah, she put it on her, um, it was on her Instagram. You know, I follow her on Instagram because I love Amber Moon. She's, not only is she awesome, but she's fucking hot. But anyway, <laughs> but. Um, we love you, Amber. I love you. But um, yeah, she put a post of the picture of her. I was a rose, but I said, "Well, she had win." I didn't know she was a rose, but I mean, you never know what can happen. But you know, just moving on from from that whole little thing. I mean, you had the segment with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, and Kurt Angle. I guess they're trying to do a new segment of a show there. Uh, oh, don't like it only because it's the first time. But we'll see what happens. It's, but it, it seems repetitive. So like you okay. So you go from SmackDown after making Shane McMahon's life a living hell. So now you're gonna come over here and make Kurt Angle's life so what did we get any SmackDown thing all over again? I mean, yeah. I don't wanna see that again. What's your thoughts, Ryan? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think Sammy and Kevin, uh, they are getting a little stale for sure. Uh, they're basically just, you know, like you said, doing the same tor- sort of angle, sort of gimmick that they were on SmackDown. I mean, if next week they come out and put Kurt Angle through a table, they know exactly where they're going, you know. So it's like, I, I don't want to see that. They need they need new enemies, you know. They need something to freshen them up, something new to do for sure. And I hope that happens soon. So, yeah, but um, – like you guys said about Raw in general, you know, I agree with Dre. There were definitely, like, ups and downs, things alike, things I didn't like. Um, didn't like that Jinder continues to be hindered. He lost to Chad Gable this week, apparently. And uh, he just continues to go downhill. And they don't uh, they don't appreciate what they got there, unfortunately. But, uh, oh, well. Uh, <laughs> he got uh, Drew and Dolph. That's an up for me. Uh, I, I love it. I do appreciate that uh, promo right now. What's that? I said that promo. Yeah, that promo was awesome. I mean, that's why I said this This is the resurgence of Dolph Ziggler, and I think he needed that. He needed to get off SmackDown. He needed to come over to Raw and get a fresh start, and he's taking the ball. And this, I think this will really give his, his career that jump that he's been waiting for. See, yeah. see, I agree with you in all aspects of just one, okay? Dolph Ziggler needed that resurgence the very first time they had the the um, the brand split um far as uh splitting up Raw and SmackDown. They split down to SmackDown, he had that resurgence. He had he had a WWE title match, which of course he lost. And you know, not not only one title match, I believe he had two title matches. Is that the the ones to Dean Ambrose? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Dean Ambrose, yes, the, the, yeah. the one with Dean Ambrose. He, he also had a, a couple, a couple IC uh, title shots there with the Miz. Yeah. So, I think they were, they were great matches. He like by built the way. it up, made it real dramatic, almost made it sound like he I, would hang it up yeah. if he didn't win or something. You know? yeah. yeah, I love the prom. I love their promos. They, yeah. I think that that's what got the Miz. That's what started the Miz's rise. It just wasn't. What I'm saying is Dolph Ziggler is. 
he's better as a heel. He's always been. Oh yeah. And the and and the crowd always loved him that way. He's been a heel for years. He's what the Miz is now, but that's what he's always been the heel. You can't make Dolph Ziggler that good guy. It don't it don't fit him. Cause he the way he portrays himself, he's an arrogant, brash, I think I'm the best in the world, and you're you're all just a piece of trash <laughs> type of guy. And that's how he is, and that's how the crowds loved him throughout the years because he had that arrogant, hey, kiss my ass and I'm too, I'm look better than you. I'm just that good type of guy. So you know, yeah. And now I'm, he's got this big dude behind him who can kick. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I definitely agree. But you're talking about a career resurgence again. It's like how many career resurgence are we gonna give Dolph Ziggler? But then again, it's not, it's not on Dolph. It's, it's it's all about the writers. It's all about the producers. It's all about uh, what what Vince sees inside his vision. But uh, you know, I I do totally agree with the with the point you made on the last show is that he's been held down, and uh, this this is going to be a good chance for him to elevate that character and have have a chance to actually have another run. At so, do you think because they're a, uh, a you know a duo now, you think they'll go after the tag titles? Is that their move? I mean, I could see that, but then again, I kind of see Drew McIntyre gaining gaining solo gold along the way. Maybe we'll see, but this is definitely definitely gonna like these guys gonna be in the tag team division. Only only because uh, let's just face it, I'm gonna be honest. The tag team division, at least on the Raw side, for the better part of last year, has been horrible. I mean, the only the only team that you really had for the bar to really have a feud with was the Hardys. And after Jeff went down with an uh, injury, who else did they really have matches that were matches that matches that you could say, oh, man, that, that was the best match on the card? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, only time, the only time that actually happened was doing Survivor Series when they faced the Usos and the Usos were on SmackDown. Yeah. But I was just thinking about when you were talking about the bar that, they're kind of like a new version of the bar for raw at least if you think about it it's like two guys that have credible singles careers you know one guy's been a world champion before the other guy very capable people respect him so you can take them seriously it's like oh shit as a tag team like they could be really good they could really beat anybody you know if they have good chemistry and so forth so i like that about them yeah i mean i i definitely agree there and then on top of that you got to look at the fact they kind of gave him a whole new theme kind of reminds me of Sheamus's theme uh that he has currently now but uh, <laughs> but what what i could definitely understand that i mean both of them have established a little career i mean of course drew mcintyre uh aka drew galloway has been all across this huh. nation uh he, he's yeah. been pw he, he's been in many other independent promotions along the way capturing all the gold he's been in what culture pro wrestling capturing the gold there uh which is now going by the name defying if i'm not mistaken i mean this this guy's catcher catcher gold in uh, Impact Wrestling, so he's very credible. Uh, I can definitely see him working as a tag team. Uh, speaking of Impact, <sighs> did anyone see the unveiling of those new titles? <laughs> you showed it to me. Yeah, I saw them. Did not see them. Oh wow! Uh, well, it's... we're talking about Impact Wrestling. Yes, Impact. Well, the website <laughs> I have for it. Owl wrestling? 
Yeah, the website to find those photos uh, is on the website called Google. Find that shit yourself. But w- what I will what I will say about those titles, Dre, right, those are the ugliest titles I've ever seen. Well, when you showed me the titles, I, I looked at them and I thought, who, 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 who could have made these titles? You know, there were owls all over the title. I mean, I know I know Anthem has this thing that they want to portray their logo and every single thing. But that owl is the most hideous thing to ever be on a piece of championship gold. I mean, take me back to the old days where we used to have an eagle on the title. But but then but then again, you know, an eagle is a lot respectable, you know. An eagle's looked at as a powerful powerful bird. It's America. I mean, I mean, yes. it's, 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 it's not even the fact that it's America. It's just the fact it's just one of those powerful uh, birds of the bird species. And you have an owl on your title now. And the only owls that I know that have ever done any good were, of course, the Tussie, the Tussie Pop commercial owl who told us how many licks it took. And, of course, uh, we, we also had the owl from uh, Winnie the Pooh, but I'm trying to figure out why do we have an owl <laughs> on a, t- uh, a title? I mean, and they're owls. everywhere, Dre. They're, owls they're are, literally everywhere. Owls are wise. You, you yeah, I, 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 I've seen that. I, man, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, the last time I really checked out an Impact show, first of all, does it still come on that one channel? I, I forgot. It's on Pop TV. Pop TV, thank you. You can also watch Impact Wrestling on Twitch as well as the Fight Fight, uh, app. And you can also uh, watch them on the Global Wrestling Network. So, do they still wait? Johnny Impact, he's there. And um, what's his name? Congo Kong. That's (laughs) Congo Kong. Hey, hey. He's still there, isn't he? Congo Kong is still there and watch out. This guy's is he's he's gonna be big. He's a, yeah, yeah, you right, big. You right right about that. He is the second coming of Kumala, if you have if you ask me. But uh <laughs> You got the giant. I think you disrespected Kamala right there. Isn't he a Hall of Famer? He is a Hall of Famer, yeah. but let's not let's not let's not put Congo Kong in that category with Kamala. Well, I'm just saying the type of gimmick they're giving him. He could be in the same category as Slick. I'm done. Oh man! <laughs> hey man, why you got disrespect slick like that? <laughs> but then I'm again, sorry. but then again, I mean, he did he did beat Abyss, which I don't think that was right. But of course, Abyss nowadays is doing a lot of writing for the show. But uh, we're we're rambling a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, let's try to get back on <laughs> the subject, which was uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry, not Monday Night Raw, but those hideous titles and. Uh, <laughs> I am going to send you a picture of it. As a matter of fact, after we post uh, this episode up, we're going to tweet out a couple of these titles if you haven't seen them already. And um, we just want you to see uh, these mythical titles that Impact Wrestling has put out. Because I'm sorry, when I think of Owls, I think of Harry Potter. And these must be the the mythical champions of the world. I mean, we have the Universal Championship. uh, So now we have uh, the All-Knowing Owl Championships. You really can't get over these Owl Championships. No, I cannot. I cannot. I mean, honestly, I cannot. I'm looking for Christopher Robin to show up even there to claim his title. (laughs) We're talking about Owls. Where's Winnie the Pooh and Tigger? 
I am so sick of these Al championships. But let's get back on subject. Okay. Let's talk about the these Al championships have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry, guys. But let, let's talk about the SmackDown Live after uh, the shakeup. And of course, SmackDown does what SmackDown does continuously every almost every single week. They top Monday Night Raw's episode. And, uh, and I'm oh sorry, my. this this episode of SmackDown was damn good. Uh, it, uh, it it had its ups and downs. Like, oh, are you crazy? Sorry, I, I yeah yeah. I mean, if you want to count the 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 beginning with the mid segment, that was a up, and you know the whole with Daniel Bryan. Tell it's it's all to me right now. With both Raw and SmackDown, you got this shakeup. I mean. You just really oh and I'm sorry, side note, shout out to Sensuke Nakamura's new music. I freak out. Oh anyway. Yes, yes I'm so I, sorry. I, I, yeah, you need to play that in the thing. Yeah, I, I, I will play it, but we're we're <laughs> gonna get back on Shinsuke's music the music in a second, but let's get back to to this shakeup. Now what did we think about Big Cass's gimmick there coming out inside the suit and all that? <laughs> I think it was just just to be on the show. It's me as TV. I mean, I think that you know, you know, it's just. I think what we're trying, what they're trying to portray here is just trying to reintroduce both Daniel Bryan and Big Cass back. You know, they both been out for periods of time with injuries, so let's just let's slowly bring everybody back in and you know and get these storylines started. I think everything is getting put together. Just like with Raw, SmackDown's doing the same thing. We're getting introduced to these storylines, you know. We're going to see Carmella with Charlotte. You know, we're going to see this whole triangle with The Miz, Daniel Bryan, and Big Cass. Then, you know, we got the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. We're going to, and Naomi's not in the mix. So, and then, you know, it's all, it's all things like, what's going to happen in the future? Like, you know what's gonna happen? The, the shakeup is done. Let's put these storylines together. See what's gonna happen. You know, I will give you my down part of SmackDown. Like really down part is I'm just seeing a downward spiral on Oscar ever since WrestleMania. I'm just I'm so I'm pissed with the writers there. I'm pissed with Vince McMahon. I'm pissed with everybody there because you make Oscar lose. On on WrestleMania, and now you degrade her to lose to to who who did they lose to the 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 um, iconics Andy. iconics yeah the the fucking Bella Twins two point zero oh, come are on. you fucking kidding me and they have no matches basically right are you kidding me to lose to them Oscar come on man I I, I think that's when I just was like you know what. You know, I, I'm done because when I saw that, I was just irritated. That's why I, I don't. I I really disagree with you saying SmackDown top Raw because to me, when that shit happened, excuse my language, viewers, when that happened, that just blew me because you're disrespecting Oscar. Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, Dre. First of all, congratulations for dropping the first four-letter word today on episode number six. We at Marcel Manks will always keep a count for all you listeners that are on the age of uh, 13. So, uh, first wow. little word. It's not the first one? Yeah, that's the first one. Dang. Can't be. 
I mean, we're we're twenty four minutes in, and uh, that's, that's the first man, one. Be that. Yeah. Hey, that's a uh, that's pretty good, Dre. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think we deserve a hand clap there because uh, twenty four minutes in, we haven't dropped the four letter word. Shout out to Dre for the first four letter word here on Marks and Pikes. Sorry, the the, <laughs> the angriness with with the storyline with Oscar is nah. I'm sorry. No, it's no. Don't don't apologize. Hey, I ain't worried about it, man. Don't don't apologize. Look, you just took this show from TV PG to TV 14. <laughs> We're attitude era, baby, and I appreciate it. Well, speaking of curse words, uh, big ass. As you seen it, I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> meme, on internet, but. Big cast coming out, and his head covers up the C in his name, and it just says "big ass" on the other, both sides of his head. There yes, yes. I did not see that. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, I did see that, but you know what? I can't do anything but laugh. But uh, big cast, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I gotta say. Did he not remind you of some cheesy salesman that was trying to get you down into a six-year car <laughs> car, car payment to pay off a of Daewoo? I mean, yeah. he just looked like he just looked like one of those car salesmen who's trying to lock down on <clears throat> <your> purpose. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, guy. I got a deal for you. You can't refuse. All right, come over here. You know? Come here. No, no. Come here. Seriously, seriously. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, but no. The promo, the promo he cut was actually pretty. It, it was pretty good for Big Cass standards because Big Cass, honestly, let's just face it, he, he hasn't had a real good promo since since they've tried to push him out solo. And I think uh, I think this is one of his best ones yet. I think, of course, he needs a little bit more polishing on the mic, but he's getting pretty good. They're trying to make him this monster hill and uh, this monster giant, and I can definitely see that happening if they continue on this push. But uh, one thing I would uh, suggest, drop the drop the salesman suit. I mean, every male does not need to have a, a damn suit on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, at, at every male doesn't need to wear a suit. I mean, think about it. When when Kevin Hill, when Kevin Owens was a heel, he wore a suit. Okay? When Batista was a heel, he wore yep. I mean, if, if you go down the list of all the hills, even Ric Flair, but Rick Rick Flair wore a suit whether he was a heel or a face. But if you go down the list, they all wore suits. Let this guy be who Big Cass is, but of course, put that ruthless aggression inside the character. But I think uh, as far as Big Cass goes, that segment was all right. Um, then you have the whole thing with him beating up Daniel Bryan. It looks like the direction they're trying to take Daniel Bryan in is the under underdog because he's just now coming back and. Uh, He's came back and he's gotten his ass kicked every at every way of the corner. I mean, just getting beat down almost every other episode, uh, and not not really having a match to finish. But uh, I like the direction there. Uh, as far as what they're trying to do, they're they're trying to pretty much recreate that Daniel Bryan story of the 2014. So that's what I can see that they're doing there. Uh, far as that Iconics and Oscar match and uh, Becky Lynch, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, I think Oscar needs to lose. And not not a constant losing streak. I mean, you, you got to understand, she didn't. She wasn't the one that was pinned. I think Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch got pinned. So she got pinned, but uh, 
I do. I do think that she needs to lose more uh, often because she went undefeated for two years. I mean, come on. No. So you tell her be so. I don't think she 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 can't take too many more defeats. No. But oh, what's your purpose for? That's, what's your purpose to bring her to SmackDown? What what are you gonna do with it? That's why it has to be a bigger deal. It's like you know, Oscar maybe only loses like once or twice a year, and it's a huge thing. It really puts somebody over if they beat Oscar. It can't just be like right. If you if right. you have her losing all the time now, like it's a waste, you know. Right. right. No, I'll make her like Becky Lynch and, and the rest. No, of no, 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 no. And that what I'm saying is, she lost the match on SmackDown, but she wasn't pinned. I mean, so I don't mind. I don't mind Oscar losing in that fashion because her shoulders don't touch the mat. She's not laying down for the one, two, three, and she's not. She's not tapping out. The other person's taking the fall. In this case, Becky Lynch. But, uh, you know, I think if she's going to lose in that fashion, let it be in tag team matches. Let it let it be in fatal four ways. Let, let it be in triple threat matches where Oscar doesn't touch the mat and get pinned. She can take losses that way. I That's, mean, I don't mind that, but she's only lost once. Becky Lynch, J.K., the female Sami Zayn, never afraid to take an L for the team, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, in that fashion, you know. Yeah. I, I, Oscar can lose matches, but I do I do see what SmackDown's trying to do. I mean, there's been rumors uh, inside the rumor mill on a couple websites uh, going around. Uh, they're talking about uh, the women's tag team titles uh, being introduced possibly by, uh, by Paige on SmackDown. Uh, but we're going to have women's tag team titles. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how soon this will be. This could be as soon as SummerSlam or... Uh, as soon as uh, Survivor Series, but we'll see what happens there. But that is the rumor, and this is the reason for all these uh, tag team matches that you have been seeing with the women, the the tag team women's matches, the the five on five uh, tag team matches. Uh, so they're looking to push push this out the moon. Now we're gonna. You talked about the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. Ryan, what is your opinion on this feud that they have here? Because I don't see anything coming to this. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm happy that they made the Bludgeon Brothers look very strong, you know, and they're going to give them a front belt. But, like, I don't know where it goes, you know. Like, they were even saying, um, not to skip ahead, I won't talk about it or whatever, but, like, they were saying during the greatest Royal Rumble that uh, they (laughs) – the Usos were like, we don't know how to beat the Bludgeon Brothers, but we're going to figure it out or we're going to you know, attack a weakness or something like that. It's like, I don't know. That seems to be a thing recently of people like running up against a brick wall and like, figure out something that they hadn't been able to beat yet. You know, you, you're seeing it with Roman and you're seeing it with uh, Shinsuke and it's just like a reoccurring theme right now. It's weird. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely weird in that in that light, I mean, because like I said uh, a couple weeks ago on the episode four, I think that was episode five. No, that was episode five. I, I was saying that the Usos needed to move to Monday Night Raw because, I mean, if you continue to drop these guys out, I mean, they're going to lose that credibility and they might as well go ahead and put back on the face paint uh, because they... <laughs> I mean, honestly, these guys have come a long, long, long way. Yeah, you're, uh, they've worked too they, hard to establish. They, they, they worked too damn hard to drop the titles. I mean, and I understand dropping the titles to to uh, the Bludgeon Brothers was great. Uh, that was a great move in the writing. And I think I think Eric Rowan and Luke Harper 
definitely deserve to finally hold WWE Tag Team uh, Championships on the main roster because they were a they were a force down there in NXT. I mean, and both these guys have very good solo careers on uh, on the independents. But I would I will say that it's about damn time they held the titles. But if you if you have the Usos continue to lose out like this, you're gonna pull away some of that steam because the Usos have been hot for the last year. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Usos have been hot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, them and the New Day have basically been trading the titles back and forth over like the last year or so, and like somebody else has to hold the titles. And I agree with you. I'm glad the Bludgeon Brothers um, got it. I thought they always deserved a better run when they were together before, like on Raw and stuff in the past. And uh, now they, they look really good together. And uh, they actually, <laughs> you can tell they're both in better shape for sure. It looks like they lost some weight. You know, they're leaner and everything for sure. Oh, yeah. I think you might see the, the Usos regain the titles at some point because I, I don't think they're going to um, break them up anytime soon. I don't think they should. Like you said, they've worked hard to be with And uh, unlike the New Day, which we are breaking up uh, very shortly, Dre, but um, – um, yeah, but maybe it'll be one. I think what they're trying to do now is just like put the Bludgeon Brothers over big to, you know, the most dominant team they had on the roster. And then maybe down the line, they'll drop the titles to somebody else who the Usos will then be. And then maybe they'll have a rematch down the line, that sort of thing, you know? No, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we, we can only hope. And uh, so moving on from that, uh, of course, you have the Jeff Hardy and, uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin angle there. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do there. But what I can see see out of this, I mean, we end up with a triple threat match uh, for the <laughs> United States Championship because we know WWE loves their three ways and four ways. And we're talking about matches, not other things uh, that can be mistaken for what I just said. So uh, with that being said, we can definitely see uh, triple threat and a fatal four-way happening. Uh, maybe they throw someone else in the mix, but it uh, looks like the angle that they're shooting here is going to be a Randy Orton versus a Jeff Hardy versus a Shelton Benjamin for the United States Championship. And we may get that at Backlash, or we may just get the Randy Orton versus um, Jeff Hardy. Uh, I do like the fact of how they're spinning the matches, of having of having uh, Shelton win this last match, uh Based off a, based off a mistake on Randy's part by not paying attention, but uh, I do like it. I think I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty good angle that they're shooting him. Besides, Shelton does deserve a singles run as <laughs> champion. He's he's pretty damn good. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I agree. That was the one thing um, that was good out of the the brand split for him. I think is that. When he came over, I wanted to see him as a singles guy. And then they put him in with Chad Gable, which which wasn't bad. I mean, they had some good matches and stuff like that, and they're both uh-huh. But I'm glad to see Shelton Benjamin get a singles run. And JT, I don't want to live in a world where the United States Championship is cont- uh, contested only a one-on-one matchup. I love the triple threats and the you know fatal four-ways. Just keep throwing them at me, Vinny Mac. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knowing him, oh, we're going to have a United States orgy and probably have 30 people there. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll – Samoa we'll, Joe in there, damn it. All right. We got to see muscles. No, but we'll, but we'll see what happens with that title. I mean, uh, 
hopefully they they make it as as relevant as when Cena had the the U.S. Open Challenge every week. Uh, yes, yeah. def- yeah. uh, defended every week. Or if it's not defended every week, bring us a title that we can have defended every week. But uh, <laughs> but well, we'll see. Can we? Uh, uh- can we real quick touch on uh, Carmella? You had the uh, the contract signing this week. And- yes, oh, yes oh, please. Oh, let's oh, touch. Oh. Let's touch on uh, Carmella. I'm sorry. Let's touch on this Carmella situation. That I'm not even a lot better. So much interested in the contract signing. I mean, you guys can talk about the actual contract signing if you want. But like, what do we think about Carmella? Like, is she gonna have like a six month or more title reign, or is she gonna like drop it back to Charlotte real quick, or maybe somebody else? What do you guys feel about that? I, I think I think they might roll with it. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna give her a shot with it. Mm. I really do. I think I think she got the charisma. Mm-hmm. You know, her moveset isn't the best, but mm. she has the charisma to roll with it. So I think I think it's more about her charisma that'll probably keep it on her for a little bit. But I think near the end, probably about the next like four or five months, Charlotte will get it back, but Hmm. I can see Carmella enjoying it with I can see Carmella doing if 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 she if she works hard, I think she could be high like Alexa Bliss is. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? That's a pretty valid point, Dre. That's a damn good valid point, Dre. Uh Dre dropping those bars. Um <laughs> That's what I do. I'm actually gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you. Uh what I will say is I, I I would have hoped that she had just as long as, as a title reign as Nicholas, uh, but <laughs> honestly, um, shout out to Nicholas though. Yeah, shout out uh, to Nicholas and uh, these hands. Uh, hey, Nicholas, go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, I I think she has just as long as a, as a title reign as Sasha Banks. She's going to be a transitional champion. That's all Sasha Banks has ever been to Charlotte. And I'm sorry, I think Sasha Banks deserves more than that. But I don't see Carmella being any better than Sasha far as longer title reigns. I believe this title reign will be short. I, I do believe that it back. And you're right on that other part of saying that it could be kind of like Alexa. She could be a multiple-time champion. But her as an established hill, as a hill that people are actually going to say, okay, it's believable. It's going to take some work. It's going to take a better move. I think she can do it. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying that she can. But I'm just saying it's going to for people to actually accept uh, her as a a hill, top hill champion. It's going to take some convincing. It's going to take us. It's going to take a brand new move set because I honestly think that she needs a. A, a more ruthless style of uh, a move set. If we're going to take her serious in that that manner, I mean, she can still be the smooth, smooth talking. Uh, what is she? The moonwalking, uh, trash talking, um, Princess of Staten Island. She can still be that, <laughs> but she's going to need uh, a little bit more of a move set, and I'm going to need her just to sell a little bit more better. Yeah. I mean, I like Carmella overall. I think she's put in some time. You know, she's been in NXT. She's been on the main roster for a good while now. So it's good. I think that she, you know, got a, gets a run with the title. 
I think for me, it's likely that she doesn't carry it past SummerSlam. I wouldn't think she probably drops it to Charlotte or somebody else at, at SummerSlam. Um, but she could be a multi-time champion. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean that's that's the only that's the only thing I could really say about Carmella. I mean, is she had a better move set and she was able to sell and uh, a little bit more polish on that microphone. She would be up. Yeah, I don't think her mic skills are that bad. I like how tight. Her, I like. I like her, her mic bathing suit like outfit is. That's the main thing. But I mean, <laughs> it is nice. that that too. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm not saying she's horrible on the mic. I'm just saying just a little bit more fine tuning. I mean, it's it's like it's like playing any instrument. It sounds good, but you can always tune it just a little bit more to get that perfect sound. So uh, shout out to Carmela. I mean, I'm happy for her, but you know. Those couple things to me would make Carmella a better character on SmackDown. Uh, but moving on to the main event of that SmackDown Live, uh, you had the tag team, the three-way tag team, um, the three-on-three tag team, of course. We love throwing numbers together inside World Wrestling Entertainment. Why not? You had the uh, Rusev Day in Aiden English in uh, Rusev. Uh, with AJ Styles versus versus the club. I'm sorry, you had the club in uh AJ Styles versus Rusev Day and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. Uh, <laughs> first off first of all, uh, I'm happy to see the club back together. Um I would have loved to see the storyline that we came up with, which which was Balor going over to SmackDown and having the whole club together, having that foursome. Of, of the club there with AJ Styles and Balor and uh, Gallows and Anderson. But let me get back on track. I, I do like the fact that we did have this match. It was good seeing those guys back together, working together as an oil unit. But let's talk about the shock of that night, Shinsuke, shock, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, brand new theme music. I love it. I mean, I don't speak Japanese, so it's going to take a little bit of adjusting to that guy screaming at Japanese, but overall, I like it, and I, I get why he did it. Like, I, I'm sure you guys heard the rumor or whatever of uh, he doesn't want the people to be able to sing along to it because he's a heel now. So I get that. That's smart. That makes sense. You know. Well, here's my thing. They're gonna sing along anyway. I mean, yeah, of course. This, yep. this the, the the heels of now are they love them. Yeah. They love them. And the fans they love want to do whatever you don't want them to do anyway. Yeah, they're going to sing it regardless. I know I'm, I'm already starting to sing it, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to be out there singing it right along with them. No, that don't matter. No, no, man. I'm going to be right out there singing that song with them. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as far as, like, the main event goes, um, first of all, happy Rusev Day, gentlemen, both of you. Right, it is Rusev Day. It yeah. is. As it is every day. Really and, is. Uh, yeah, I am happy to see the club back together as well. But um, I think, you know, it, but in the culmination of this storyline, you will see Nakamura with the belt. And uh, yeah. I think you'll see. Um, They're not belt championships, damn it. <laughs> after, after it ends, I think you'll see AJ go a different direction and feud against somebody else. And I would love to see him and the club turn heel and really do it like the way they were in New Japan and go after people and stuff like that. Maybe Daniel Bryan, you know, for a while. That would be awesome. Who knows? But um, I would just like to see that happen at the end of this. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I can I could definitely agree with you on that, Ryan Mack. I mean, honestly, we can have one of the the biggest things on SmackDown ever if we did get that New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, faction style of the club. I mean, um, I, I do believe it. I do believe that whole storyline still would have worked if we had Balor, but I, I do believe that it works even more so with AJ Styles because. Even AJ Styles had a pretty lengthy run with Gallows and Anderson as as the leader of of the Bullet Club there in New Japan. Yeah. But um, I mean, we would hope to see it, but let's just see because we know uh, Vinny Mac likes to make his own versions of things that have already came out. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like LeBron trying to come out with a pair of LeBrons that look like a pair of Jordans. I mean, I've already been worn, but we're just going to try to sell this again. But it's my design, you know, even yeah. though it looks like the previous design, but it's my name on it, damn it. So, yeah. If so, they're going to do, <laughs> do it again, I don't want to see them do it like they did the first time when AJ first came around, you know, and like they have to make the club, you know, AKA Gallows and Anderson look stronger. They have to, for them to be taken seriously. And I would love to see them recruit some new members, you know, get some good, more good brothers in there. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I agree with that, man. I mean, let's start having these larger factions. I mean, we, we definitely need it. Not everyone needs to hold the title. Not everyone needs to hold the title. But at the same time, we all need a couple heavies to, yeah. t- to take care of the light work. Get five what? or six guys in your faction. Yeah, you know? why not? I mean, you know, back back in the you know, Attitude Era, <laughs> you had groups like the Nation of Dominion that had six or seven guys at one point. Yes, yes. I mean, you had you, you had factions like the NWO that had almost the whole damn WCW roster, besides pretty, uh, besides, besides a couple people like DDP. But uh, you know, we 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 definitely do need larger uh, larger stables, and I can definitely see that happening. Speaking of stables, uh, before we move on from SmackDown, chaos is coming. Sanity is coming to SmackDown. I believe they're going to make their debut this upcoming Tuesday. I mean, why not? Why not have him debut there? But knowing Vinny Mac, he may even have them wait till, uh, probably wait to backlash. But I'm hoping they introduce him soon because the anticipation is killing me, especially with no Nikki Cross. Uh, but let's talk about uh, SmackDown. Uh, not SmackDown. Let's talk about NXT. Uh, what was your thoughts on NXT, Ryan? Because uh, I know you were dying to talk about NXT. Dre, I know you're dying to talk about it. We're going to start with Ryan. <laughs> you right. What, what was your reactions, Ryan? And, uh, Dre, you can chime in right after, and I'll go ahead and bring yeah. this home. Yeah, okay. Well, NXT, I mean, it continues to be my favorite thing about the WWE right now or anything related to them. And uh, a big reason is, if you don't know, now you know, it's the Undisputed Era show, NXT. It's become all about, not all about them, but they're the guys running the show. They're like the DX, the NWO of NXT right now. And uh, just like we were talking about factions, I would love to see them expand to another, maybe one or two more guys, you know, in the faction. They got four so far. Right? Yeah. And it's looking, you know, everybody's uh, wearing gold, dripping in gold, as they say, uh, you know, in in the biz. But um, I love what they're doing right now. Adam Cole, baby. He's my baby. You know, and uh, I really like um, – what Roderick Strong is doing. And um, I would like to see, as uh, I think JT and I talked about earlier this week, speaking of dripping in gold, I would like to see Roderick Strong get that title off that little runt, Pete Dunn. You know what? He's mm. 
But mm-hmm. I would love to see that match. If they really want to drip this thing in gold, he can be the first American to hold the UK title. Oh, my God. Multinational. Yeah. I think that's the best-looking title in WWE. It is a sweet title, yeah. A very nice title. Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, that may be the next title I get. If I don't, if they don't come out with the uh, North American Championship, it's definitely going to be the UK. Yep. I'll get the North American Championship whenever that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but NXT, uh, that sh- that show was actually pretty good. I mean, that, that show overall, I-, I-, I did enjoy the show. You had, you had on that show, you had, uh, of course, you had Undisputed Era opening up the show. They're coming out as a uh, unit, all four of them, which is mm-hmm. the first time they came out together. Uh, I thought the intro was pretty damn sweet. Uh, I think seeing Roger Strong inside the ring with those guys together was just absolutely phenomenal. But one of my things that I could take away from that segment, and uh, I'm just being a, a person who's a mark, who's just who has a mic, who just wants to voice his opinion. That's a plug. Yeah, shout out to Marshall Mikes. Follow us. Uh, but <laughs> my my thing with that is uh, they're all good. They're great in the ring. Yes, they are. What I need oh, yeah. is better promos. Uh, I mean, oh, come on. I don't, you gotta, I mean, I don't think their promos are that bad. I mean, I don't, what do you define as a, a good promo? Give me, give me a Give me a superstar that that has a good promo to you. I mean, I can name I can name plenty of people that's on NXT who had, who had great promos. You had Drew McIntyre. You also uh, had uh, okay. Weird. Sorry, I, uh, that's my stop whistle. You had uh, the undisputed. The, no, no. You had you had Bobby no. Roode who cut great okay, promos. Okay, that's I, okay. I give you that one. I'm not giving you Drew McIntyre. You dare don't say. The undisputed that he could cut a promo better than them. No, no. What I'm saying is they need stronger promos because at there. I mean, I'm just so, being honest. They doing are you doing tell, that whole entire you, segment. The fans were kind of in and out of the promo, kind of like okay, and you know you had a couple pops, but other than that. So are you telling me that Drew McIntyre cuts better promos? Then everybody in the undisputed area. I think I think one thing here is that this is like their first promo kind of all together as a right. foursome now, and the fans are just kind of getting used to like the way they do things and stuff. That like too, they that. cut a good promo, and uh, I think they'll get better. And I think the fans will. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. But what what I'm saying is, as uh, far as Drew McIntyre, okay, well, Drew McIntyre versus that that undisputed promo, uh, okay. So if we take Drew McIntyre's promo that he cut on Raw versus that uh, versus Undisputed Eras on NXT, Drew McIntyre had the better promo. I'm sorry, he did. But what I'm saying is, those guys as a co- cohesive unit are we, so we those just, skills, those skills well, so we, Mike. Okay, so we're just talking about that promo on Raw that he cut. Yeah, that's oh, what okay. I'm talking about. I'm not yeah, you know, he's not, man career. Drew, Drew McIntyre has not been known for promos. That was, I will admit, I will admit that was a good promo he cut. Yeah, I mean, it was that was a good promo he cut. But, he's never been known to cut good promos. But that was a good one. 
But yeah, but I think I still think that all of them in the undisputed era they will cut better promo. They they're gonna get better. Yeah, they're gonna get, get better, better, which is what I said. I said they need to cut better promos. I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm just saying <laughs> if, if they they can cut a better promo, all then, right. Well, then these guys okay. are not only a legit threat in the ring. These guys are a legit threat on the microphone, and that's one thing that we're <laughs> missing. From factions, I mean, if you go back to old school factions back in the day, your four horsemen. I mean, Rick was the baddest one on the mic ever to do it. But <laughs> also, course. but also, you had you had Arn Edison and uh, you had you had the rest the of the who were also good. <laughs> They're not just going to hurt you in the ring. They're going to hurt your feelings. Is what you're saying on the microphone? Oh yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I mean, they could break your bones and break your heart at the same time. I mean, oh, those man. guys are good. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking that the game is missing now. Well, but, speaking of things that need to get better, if I may, real quick, just to just to swerve you for a second, as WWE's been such a fan of recently, um, and things that need to get better. Uh, he didn't have a match this week, as far as I can remember, because I was trying to think of it. But two weeks ago, he did. Ricochet. All right. I'm a huge <laughs> shout out to Ricochet. I love Ricochet. I'm a huge fan of Ricochet. I love his in-ring work. I think he's awesome. I've been watching him since uh, I caught him on uh, Lucha Underground a few years ago. One Saturday afternoon, I was just flipping the channels in my apartment. I was like, what is this shit? It is in Spanish, and I don't understand, but it is awesome, and this Prince Puma guy is unbelievable. <laughs> That's where I <laughs> discovered him as. Uh, but anyways, I was super excited for Ricochet to come to NXT like most people, Um but they need to fix his entrance. I get what they're trying to do. It's like some kind of weird, like Tron sort of thing. And like, he's the one, like the one and only or whatever, but they, they need to do like more to like fix his entrance and like make it like more impressive or like just more of a, a specter before his like music kicks in because it's very like until his music hits, it's very underwhelming in my opinion. It's kind of weird. You're not sure what's going on. Yeah. That, they don't, it doesn't have that, that quite of a, Quite of a draw on the intro, such as your Bobby Rules and your you need to tweak it, Ballers and your Shinsuke Nakamura's. I definitely understand what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, I can agree. But what what I will say is, I do like how they're they're introducing the character. They're not shoving all the new guys down your throat at once. They're giving you giving you these guys piece by piece. And another thing about the NXT episode, I do want to talk about was finally you had the breakup. Of Tino and uh, Tino and uh, was that Moss there? <gasps> oh, I was glued to the edge of my seat with the thing we were all all been waiting for. Yeah, yes, it finally happened. So we're finally going to have Tino as a solo guy, which I think Tino's going to actually very well solo better off than uh, Moss over there. He's so, a was that? So he's a body guy. You know, Vince likes that. Yeah, I love bodies. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, but but no, but uh, I, I do I do I do think Tino's gonna have a better run. I, I think Tino actually needs to probably not even be on NXT much longer because think about it, Tino's been on NXT since 2014. Is that the football player guy? That is the football player guy. Wow! So well, last time this. And all the people out there, this shows you how much I watch NXT. I remember watching one of them NXT 24-7 things. Uh-huh. That's why I, I heard about the Tino guy. I think he was just starting then. 
Tino Papatelli. You did, did you guys know that he was actually part of WrestleMania this year? What? He oh, he was one of the guys that brought Charlotte out to the ring. Actually, mm, one of the you know what that means. Yeah, he's getting called up. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I was just gonna say I was like, um, no offense to the guy, but. I just don't see it for Tino Sabatelli. I don't see him as any kind of star on the main roster. I think he is a jobber at best uh, on the main roster. I never see him attaining any level of success. But sorry. Oh, that's your harsh, Ryan. Damn. I just, I calls him like I sees him, you know? What can I say? Oh, uh, well, Tino, I support you. Just know it was Ryan. I'm throwing you underneath the bus. <laughs> the, same, the same way you threw me underneath the bus was Shayna Baszler. Damn. That's all right. But, uh, yeah, Tino, hey, I support you. At least you uh, could take Shayna Baszler. Tino Sabatelli would kick my ass, you know. <laughs> yeah, he probably probably would. I mean, you know, <laughs> I I wouldn't just sit there and watch, of course. You I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably throw one of my mics at him. Oh, and, oh. You know, we'll probably mark out afterwards. <laughs> That's it? I thought you were going to jump in and help me out. No, man, no, 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 of course not. I was just trying to plug the show just now. Oh. But, uh <laughs> But what what I will say is uh, we're happy about their breakup, definitely. Uh, we're I'm looking forward to what they're trying to do with Tucker Knight and uh, Otis. Uh, okay. They're trying to make these guys uh, a credible tag team, and I believe it can happen uh, just because they're they're unique. Uh, I remember seeing these guys at NXT Cleveland, and. They moved pretty damn well inside the ring. Did they not, uh, Ryan? They did. They moved uh, very, very quickly and uh, very agile-like for some big dudes, for sure. Yeah, especially, especially Odie. I mean, Odie's uh, all of probably like five foot six or seven. I mean, he's a little short, a little stubby guy, <laughs> but he's strong as shit. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, that's the. What the four four letter word? There were definitely <laughs> attitude error, baby. <laughs> but but uh, no A TV fourteen podcast, you know? Yeah, that's right. Sorry, uh, all of you people that were virgin ears, we just popped those cherries. But uh, speaking of uh, speaking of these guys, I mean, uh, Od Od and Tucker Knight. Tucker Knight's been on NXT for quite some time too. But I do think these guys are. Probably in line, possibly for a uh, title run uh, with the titles. I don't think it's going to be a long title run. Uh, I believe if they don't get the titles, I believe the Street Profits will definitely be holding gold there in the next team. But that's of course up to the the War Raiders, not War Machine. So it's up to that team, and uh, we're going to see what happens uh, with that tag team division. But um, I'll tell you what, I, I like the street problem. I have no problem with them, but if they're going to hold the tag titles, they need to upgrade their, uh, their outfits from the, uh, the very first create a player level on like the video game, you know, they need to like upgrade the, their gear. <laughs> you ain't never lied because that, that gear is definitely, they basically uh, just like, they went to finish line and like bought some stuff and like, that's their gear, you know? Hey, I mean, hey, it works. They're from the streets, so I guess that's <laughs> supposed to be street gear. Uh, you know, I mean, they they definitely like some guys I'd probably run away from in the streets. I mean, they look very tough. 
Uh, <laughs> Especially if that one guy's drinking his jukes, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, I don't yeah, know what Mark, he's gonna do. Man, he's that that guy's pretty cool as hell, man. Uh, a lot a lot of those guys are cool. You, you spoke about Ricochet. That Ricochet is one of the most coolest laid back dudes I had a chance to run into in New Orleans. I mean, just cool and laid back, very humble young man. I mean. Definitely, definitely appreciate him uh, just taking time out to even chat up with me. But uh, I will, I will say that uh, NXT is running in in a direction that seems to be uh, a, a direction of expansion. But before we uh, get too far, because we're going to talk about the the greatest Royal Rumble coming up in a second, but uh, we're going to talk about, of course, uh, we had Sanity having their swan song played uh, this past NXT episode. Uh, did you like the way Sanity got taken out there by Allison Black with the uh, the black mask? <laughs> yeah, in true WWE style, you go out on your back. He gives uh, three black masks to uh, every member of Sanity and uh, Nighty Night. Yeah, that was it. Mm. I mean, yeah, that was definitely Night Night. And uh, definitely, I mean, when, when I seen that happen, I was like, damn. I mean, really? Do they have to go out that way? But uh, All out, yeah. <laughs> But you know, it, it was it was definitely great. Uh, just just seeing that. Uh, but another another thing uh, it looks like this Champa and uh, Gargano feud looks like it's going to be continued on. Like I suggested before, I believe it needs to be on the main roster. It doesn't need to be uh, on NXT. I think it's time you bring these guys up to the main roster. If you do bring them up, bring them up on two or five. Yeah, that'd be good. I agree. Just continue the feud. Like if if Gargano, you know, if you want to kayfabe his injury brother, you know, you have him disappear for two or three months and then boom, they reappear on 205 Live and start, you know, like Sammy and Kevin. They just never stop fighting. They just always want to beat the hell out of each other. And then, you know, and, and then eventually you tag them back up and have them go for these rumored 205 Live uh, Cruiserweight tag team titles that are coming. <laughs> So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it does seem like uh, Triple H has definitely got a lot up his sleeve. Uh, of course, uh, moving on to, of course, the last segment of the night, talking about the GRR, Greatest Royal Rumble. The whole time they were there in Saudi Arabia, Arabia, they had the chance to unveil the future plan. And the future plan is to have NXT territory throughout, of course, Saudi Arabia and all throughout the globe. You're talking about places That's like uh, South America. You're talking about places, of course, like the UK, which they've already started. And uh, if you guys don't already know, the UK is actually going to get their own pay-per-view this year, King of the Ring. And I think that fits oh. them perfect. That fits yeah, them perfect really because, of course, the UK having, of course, royalty there. Uh, you have uh, the Duchess and, you know, Prince Harry and uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth. But I think the King of the Ring fits perfect inside the UK. I think this UK division, WWE is going to be pretty good. And I think this is what's going to end up happening with that a premium version of the WWE network. You're going to have the UK NXT version being aired on um, aired on the network. But, of course, there's no time soon. We're talking maybe like a year or so out. Oh, okay. But we are we're definitely going to talk about the fact that did you see the payday? That WWE got for hosting the Greatest Royal Rumble, and I think it was in between what a hundred and two hundred million, and that's without ticket sales, that's without yeah. merchandise sales, that's yeah. without any of those things that goes into it, and that is a pretty damn good hefty paycheck 
to have the women stay home. Uh, that's a very <laughs> good paycheck. Do the uh, women get paid for this too? Is that the thing? I mean, geez. No, no. This is by appearance. Wow. That yeah. sucks for them too because the number itself is is not surprising to me. Like those sheiks have crazy money over there. Like I wouldn't have been surprised by any number. And, and that's why we got to see this because they got so much money out of it. They got paid. They, they put on this huge event and like, you know, the event was great. I mean, yeah. I mean, did, did you see that setup? Yeah, it looked like, nice. It like, you know, my only complaint about it was, I just didn't like all them people in the front row that just kept walking whoa, around. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Excuse me, Dre. That is royalty that was walking around in the front. That well, was the royal family. Well, they, what do you mean well, by those well, people, Dre? Uh, them people. I don't care. They can kiss my ass <laughs> anyway. So, like I was saying, they didn't seem interested at all. But then you have the fans who are screaming, Cena and, and AJ Styles, and everybody's screaming way up at the top. Well, you gotta say, Andre, this is the royal family. So the royal family is only gonna show so much emotion. You understand? Right. I mean, I mean, that's the royal family. I mean, those guys pretty much paid the WWE to have the event. And did you did you see the chairs that they were sitting in? Like yeah, I saw these little comfortable, comfy chairs. Well, you tell the royal family, kiss my ass. Well, Thank you. Wow. We we at Mars with Mike's. Uh, I would never say that. Yeah, we I at Mars with Mike's do not approve that message uh, because. <laughs> The only the only reason why I'm saying that is I'm trying to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I would. I'm trying to party with the sheiks. I don't know about you, royal family. I'm not partying with them. They may shoot me. Who cares? <laughs> okay, uh, Ryan, uh, you want to uh, book our, uh, our plane ticket there to Saudi Arabia? Because I think we're going to party. Yes, yeah. Ryan <laughs> will accept any. It will be extremely grateful to the royal family for any invitation to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that that is right. Shout out to all the listeners there in Saudi Arabia. Thanks for supporting the show. Absolutely. But should we move on to the card itself? Yeah, let's move on to the card because I was still stuck on the uh, the beautiful set. It was beautiful, and they got pyro, which was great too. Yes, they, they did. Got, which is probably better than pyro. WrestleMania pyro. Big time pyro. It was cool. Love the pyro. Uh, let's talk about the card. They opened up with John Cena versus Triple H. And the crowd was red hot. The man with three H's versus the man who can't be seen. You know, The position of Thugonomy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I saw him because it looked like they were moving in slow motion. I don't know about you guys, but... yes. They were. they were definitely taking it easy. Um, I heard somebody talk about it, and it makes sense. Like, I mean, this was a, basically a glorified house show with a huge budget. And, uh, you know, John Cena's going to make movies after this, and Triple H just did his WrestleMania schedule. He's probably not going to wrestle again for six months. You know, they're not trying to hurt themselves. So I get it, but, you know, it wasn't a good match. It was a <laughs> – like, it literally did look like they were moving in slow motion at points. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Especially, especially, did you see that botch in that match when Cena jumped off the top rope? And I oh, guess yeah. <laughs> Triple H supposed to powerbomb him, powerbomb him, but I guess he, he just slow. sat down. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, those guys are moving in pretty slow motion. I mean, it, it wasn't the only botch either. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it we're, wasn't. We're, we're going to get on to the rest of those botches as we do the card. <laughs> but uh, but we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. But 
yeah, that uh, that match was okay. I mean, it was good. I mean, the, the royal family definitely enjoyed it, and all, all the fans that were inside. That looked like it to me. <laughs> well, I don't know what you've seen. I've seen about twelve sheets uh, jump. Yeah, I yeah, I've seen about twelve sheets getting up out their chairs every five minutes, walking in the same direction. I don't know. I know what I. <laughs> Yeah. Mean, that match, that's I'm, what you saw. I I I saw the match, but I also seen you couldn't help but see them white blankets on them. Just kept walking by. I'm like, who are these people? Those are royal robes, my friend. I don't care. It was distracting, Dre. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, when I saw that they they had Triple H and John Cena on the card, first of all, like a it doesn't make really any sense. But it was it was he, a special request. Yeah, and and exactly. I was like, it's just basically the two biggest stars on the roster right now, you know, but they're both part-time performers, and I knew it wasn't going to be a barn burner, you know, but, and, and they put them on first just so they could get out there and, you know, get back and relax afterwards, so whatever mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't anything special but it it was it was two big stars in the match uh you know and and just in general about this card it was like i was just happy as a wrestling fan to be i had the day off on friday i sat here and uh-huh. i got back from running some errands about 12 12 15 12 30 i just caught the very beginning of uh cena and triple h and i had like five hours of wrestling to watch you know so five long hours five long good hours but but i will i will say the next match after that I believe, I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships? Yeah. I want to say it was either that or the... No, it was the Cruiserweight match. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, it was the Cruiserweight match, which that that match was awesome. Was, it was a great match, yes. And once again, I mean, that was a hell of a match. You had, of course, you had Kalisto. Can, can I can I jump off the thing one time? I could have sworn at a time. I thought that the cruiserweights were exclusive to Raw. What happened there? They are exclusive to Raw. But okay, I just wanted to make sure. What's happening with that whole entire storyline is that they have their own general manager, which means they don't have to be that exclusive to Raw. Uh, Shout out to Drake Maverick. Yeah, Drake Maverick, Spud, uh, Spud, but uh, but what what I would say is uh, with that uh, with that situation, I mean they're they're still exclusive to Raw, but of course they're trying to make Two Hundred Five Live their own brand, which I believe in okay. every direction they're actually being uh, they're doing a good job, especially with Triple H at the helm. But that match with Kalisto. And Cedric Alexander, I mean, that match was just awesome. It, it kind of was reminiscent to me. Seeing Kalisto moving there reminded me of a young Ray Mysterio. Okay, I give you that. Yeah, you were. Right. I mean, it was just poetry in motion. The, the way the way he moved, uh, far as far as in there, twirling around, uh, twirling, twirling around Cedric uh, Alexander, and uh, you had, of course, a couple. Great spots with them jumping outside the ring. Uh, not not too many botches inside this match, but it was overall. I mean that that was one of the highlights of the night. Uh, yeah, the was, only the, the only thing that looked finish. painful to me was the finish with that uh with that with that finisher by uh, Alexander to um, the, the lumbar check. What was that? The lumbar. The that lumbar correct? check. Yes, yeah, the lumbar check. Yeah, that's because that move looks like it fucking hurts to take. Like, 
I like how it, how he reversed it out of the um Selena Day soul into it. I was like, dang. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing with Kalisto though. For me, I need him to stop wearing the over the top, like the extension on his mask and all that shit. Like at one point, Cedric Alexander was like trying to get him in a headlock and a piece of his like tail got in his mouth and he like had to spit it out and everything. I was like, it's too much, man. Like just wear a regular mask. Don't have spikes and fins and everything. Just have a regular. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he told him that in the back too. Hey, you got to do something. Hey, that got my mouth, man. Shit. Right. Right. I'll, I personally think that he needs to go back to that leather mask that that, that he wore sometimes. Uh, that didn't have the long little dragon thing on it. But uh, I will I will say I mean Kaliso to me is definitely getting back to that that level of um, that level of awe that that we had about him what when he first came into the main roster because during matches with Ryback, is that what you're about to say? No, not during the no, I I was not gonna say Skip Sheffield at all. <laughs> there you go. What 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 I was gonna say was that when he first came into the main roster, he looked pretty damn good. And over the years they kind of messed up his character uh with the direction that they took with him. And now he's getting that resurgence in his career. In, in this 205 live division. So I can't wait to see what happens with it. I mean, of course, Cedric retained, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, moving on from that match, uh, we'll talk about the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, the the leaders of World versus uh, The Bar. What did, what did you all think about that match? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good match. I, I'm liking... You know, I, I'm definitely intrigued with the whole the the Matt Hardy and, and Bray Wyatt storyline. I'm 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 a bit I'm a big fan of it, so I'm real eager to see where this is gonna go. And then pretty much I knew they were gonna win just because of the fact of the bar going to SmackDown. But you know, it's it's gonna be an intriguing time to see Matt and, and Bray Wyatt and see what that do to their characters, but Overall, the match was was good. I, I like their little finisher. I wish it could be just a little bit more impactful. Yes, you know, maybe maybe get them up. You know, but I know he's not that strong to get them up like that. But get them up a little. I don't know, a little bit more, and then hit them with the twist of fate or something. You know, but you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. You know, the, to 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 dwell on, not to dwell, but to grow on. You know, as a crowd. The crowd really didn't understand some of the woken magic, as we all do here back in the states. Oh <laughs> man, I, I, I did see a couple of them doing the whole delete chat. Yeah, they started. They got it at near the end. You know, they understood it. You know, delete, delete, delete. You know, took the hand signals, yeah. but you know, they didn't understand the thing. When you know, that was wonderful. <laughs> you know, they, they, you know, they don't understand it. Like you know, I'm, I'm woken. You know, I've been bathed and showered in the lake of reincarnation, so I know exactly what he's saying. They haven't. But it it was definitely a good match. You know, shout, shout out to the bar. They did their thing. But I don't think they was ready for Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt's woken brilliance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was Delightful. wonderful indeed. And uh, the era of deletion. Has begun, and uh, don't forget the exhibition. 
of the gold. Yes, the excavation of gold, whatever they call it. Yeah, but, the expedition. But um, yeah, I, I was, you know, like Dre said, uh, you knew they were probably going to win because the ball is back down now. But I, I am happy that they're they're uh, going with Hardy and Wyatt, and I think it, it has like reinvigorated uh, Bray some as well. And I like him in the ring right now. He had some good moves. Like you said, the finisher, everybody that I've heard talk about this match kind of did complain about that a little bit. A little bit, a little something more uh, to that, whatever it is. Add something, do a different something or other at the end with the way you drop them. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I'm excited to see where they go and uh, glad that they're going to give them the ball for a little bit. I hope they do, like, keep them together for a bit. I know eventually you got to have a payoff where they break up, but – Let's have them, you know, run with the titles for three, four, five months maybe. And, um, you know, because Sanity is on SmackDown, correct? So they're not going to yeah. pray anytime soon, you know? Yeah, right. Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way. Delightful. That's just the way I felt. But uh, but uh, them winning the tag team uh, titles, I did. I did like that. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, let's move on to the next match. Uh was another botch uh, that we got to see. Uh, oh, no. No, that, I don't think that was it. I think that followed afterwards. But I think the match match, was it the ladder match uh, for the IC title or was it a U.S. title match? I think it was. Uh, I think it was the U.S. title. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, so it was the U.S. title match. Jinder uh, Mahal, which uh, looks like the Saudi Arabian uh, fans there didn't too much like him. And... Oh. Um, it has nothing to do with the fact that he is uh, Indian descent uh, from Canada. It has nothing to do with that. Well, uh, I just they were like very much aware of that. You know, they're like, yeah, he's a brown person, but he's not one of our guys. You know, like India is far from here. Like we're not endorsing him. And uh, Jeff Hardy was very over. Like, and he got announced first, I believe, too. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jeff. Jeff Hardy uh, was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, he got it. It's not that match, but let, let's talk about your man, uh, Jinder Mabach. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen that botch there, but Jeff Hardy went for the whisper in the win, and Jeff Hardy hit nothing but win, and somehow Jinder Mahal went that. <laughs> really? That. I, I, I missed that, that part. Yeah. Okay, I might watch that, but my that part. Yeah, you have to watch that part over. And if you didn't catch that, yeah, I'm gonna take a look at that part. I did not catch that part. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, so yeah, I was sending you up. Matter of fact, we're gonna post it on the Marcel Mike's uh, Twitter account, as well as the Marcel uh, Mike uh, Instagram account tonight. Uh, we're gonna uh, post those botches, but the match overall was pretty, pretty okay. I, I still don't like the way that gender sells the twist of fate. Uh, uh, maybe because he's so massive and so so, so tall. Stiff, yeah, I think like, so. He's so stiff. But I just don't like the way he sells it. I mean, it, it looks like a damn Stone Cold Stunner, the, the way he's trying to sell it. Yeah, it uh, really did. Yeah. He needs to do BDP yeah, yoga, brother. Get flexible. Stop being so rigid. Lifting weights all the time, you know? Make yeah, but, good, lifting them weights. Oh, I love, but I do love the fact that Jinder Mahal is uh, going to continue to be on Monday Night Raw uh, because this gives him a chance to finally get up to that main level uh, main level on Raw. We'll see if they ever pull the trigger on that. Looks like what they're going to do with Jinder, probably drop him out and 
I'm telling you, I kind of see either Jinder Mahal teaming back up with Heath Slater or him having a run in with Drew McIntyre somewhere down the road. Well, I was going to say, but, kind of uh, having a Kurt Hawkins like losing streak right now. So he's got to give uh, perhaps he goes in the lake of rejuvenation. Eh? Rejuvenation or reincarnation? Reincarnation, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome, though, if they teamed him up with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? <laughs> Yeah, you can have a woken Jinder Mahal, and he can go back to the character that he used to have before he turned heel. So uh, we'll, we'll part, see what right? happens. They could have woken 3MB. <laughs> now, if that happened, I would totally mark out. Damn, uh, what's Plug. that other plug? That's, what's that, four plugs today? Uh, let's let's go to the next match. That was the latter match. Of course, you had Samoa Joe. You oh, had, yeah. Uh, you had, of course, the champion there, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz. Uh, they all looked pretty damn great in that match. I mean, that match was – it didn't feel like a house show match. It felt like a pay-per-view match. That was a good match. That was Probably a pretty match. damn – Yeah. Pretty good ladder yeah. match. Uh, it still doesn't top NXT's ladder match in New Orleans. We're out of King North America champion. But – uh. I do, I do think it was a pretty good match. Just, just seeing that go down there, it was and good. See, yeah, and that de- definitely seeing the the aggression inside the match. I mean, Samoa Joe's a beast. He he's, he's a beast. I love. I've I've always been a fan of Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is what we need from a hill in 2018. He he's a legitimate badass. He makes you feel like he's a badass. So I, I did like that. I did like the ending because Finn was just getting ready to grab the title, and here comes Seth Rollins like a little spider monkey, Yoink. jumping, yeah. out, jumping right. out the other side and climbing up and grabbing the uh, championship. <laughs> like I'll take that, thank you. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. I have to be going now. Yeah, I agree. It was a good match. It was there was a lot of big spots. Um, I know I did this Samoa Joe uh, once on the podcast. Got to say that now that I'm getting to see him more, I'm coming around on him. I guess. What I my thing with him is I would just like to see a little bit, little bit more character development aside from I'm gonna beat everybody up, which, which is cool. He's a heel. He's well, I get it. But that's that's who Samoa Joe is. I get it. I mean, be a nation of well, violence. You know? I don't know. I just I just need a little more from this guy. But the match was really good, and it was um, concise actually too. I looked on Wikipedia at the card, like at the results, and I think it was only like 15 minutes, a little over 15 minutes. It's like. Like a lot of the matches were, sh- all these matches were. Sh- they, they were short, but they felt long. Like right. I was watching right. them today, and I'm like, these matches, they're short, but they felt like they was forever. You felt like you got more than 15 minutes of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, it, yeah. It really, they really pulled it off well, and they didn't do anything too crazy to, you know, try to hurt themselves or anything. But, but it was good. It was fun. It was impressive and all that. So, yeah, thumbs up for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely a thumbs up. It was a definite uh, good finish uh, with the matches. Uh, But we can move on to the next match. Uh, That match being the WWE uh, Championship match between Nakamura and AJ Styles. Once again, Nakamura with that new awesome theme uh, versus AJ Styles. And I think that them ending in the count out, it's going to just push this feud past backlash. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Because he's going he's gonna to win the title. Yeah. I, I, I think Shinsuke 
I mean, I was hoping that he won it in Saudi Arabia, but he's going to win it, and he's going to win it at Backlash. Uh, I just, I think it's going to make the feud a lot stronger. It also opens up the possibility to more challengers as well as, uh, you know, maybe a Daniel Bryan or finally getting the Rusev, that WWE championship match that he was promised that he would have when he came to SmackDown Live last year. Uh, so maybe maybe we have that. But, Pardon me. But I do, yeah, th- there is a lot of maybes there, but uh, but I do, uh, I do yeah. think that the match itself was a pretty good match. It was a slow-paced match, similar to the match that we had at WrestleMania. But I do think it was a pretty, pretty good telling of the story. I mean, we'll see where the story goes from here. The count-out, uh, I believe the royal family was displeased with. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, because <laughs> I was displeased. And I'm speaking for the royal family here. Uh, yeah. We, of the people of Saudi Arabia, Arabia are very displeased. Uh, within the end of that match, but you know what? We'll see what happens, how they draw it out. Uh, let's move on to the Universal Championship. Uh, any thoughts on that one, guys? I mean, still cage match. I think you skipped one match, and how dare you skip the casket? Oh, match. you're right. Oh, that's true. I mean, well, I, 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 there, there's still more matches. I still didn't go over. Did the, you forget uh, that it's Rusev Day? You, you no, know what? It is Rusev Day. It is Rusev Day. Think it is, but no, no. I was, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't forget because there's still more matches. I mean, you have the the SmackDown Tag Team Championship that I haven't talked I, about. I, oh, that match was all of ten seconds. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't even need to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was a good match at the end. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. <laughs> Segway. No, but uh, but. Back, back to what I was uh, originally talking about. We're, we're going to get on the Donna Taker Casket match. We're going to get on it. I mean, I just think it deserves a better spot on, 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 on the show for me to talk about it. But we're going to talk about the uh, the Universal Championship match. And th- then we'll get to Rusev in uh, Undertaker. Yeah. Just because I believe that, that deserves more of my time uh, at the end of the second. I, I, I'm going to say that that Universal Championship match was it was good. It was good. Uh, the ending was controversial because uh, both feet have to touch the floor, but both men's bodies touch the floor, but if you want to be technical, uh, Brock Lesnar's body didn't touch the floor because Roman Reigns actually landed on the actual floor and Brock Lesnar's body was on the cage, so right. it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty controversial, uh, pretty controversial win. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens there uh, with this story. I mean, it looks like Roman Reigns is no longer going to be the challenger. I mean, hopefully not. I mean, you lost to him what one, two, was it twice back to back? And he is scheduled to face Samoa Joe at Backlash, actually. Yes, he is. So yeah, he's scheduled to face Samoa Joe. So maybe this leaves Brock Lesnar open for another challenger. Maybe, maybe a Braun Strowman. Maybe a Bobby Lashley. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens with it. I mean, it's an interesting direction. Let's, uh, let's talk real quick about just Brock and and his future and his contract and whatnot. Um, 
So, you know, right. in the case of the Vince and WWE swerving you again, you know, everybody was predicting that he would lose it at Mania. Then they said, oh, for sure, they'll do it at this greatest Royal Rumble because they want to make it a big deal. Turns out it was just like a house show with a huge budget, basically. Um, and they just change the big titles like we thought they would. Um, and Brock's contract is now like it's a per appearance thing. Basically, WWE can book him whenever they want. They gave him a signing bonus of like it's all this one number. It's like six hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars or something like that. And he gets that as, as like a bonus and he gets that per appearance every time he shows up. So if they book him four or five times a year, it doesn't matter. He gets that every time. And they can just use him as they please, basically. So we don't even know when he'll drop the championship. It could be next time. It could be four times from now. We don't know. That's my it could be thing. another universe. And, <laughs> and this is what my whole complaint with Raw is going to be. If we're going to have the title on him like this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, 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 JT, you talking about Jinder Mahal going to the main level. I don't see a main level on Raw except the Intercontinental title. And so are we going to put all them people on the Intercontinental level? I just don't see that. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see, like, nobody has a title worth fighting for on Raw besides that title because it's just like we're going to let Brock hold this title until we find somebody to beat him. And it's not going to be Roman, unfortunately. This time is it's over with. I think the fans are tired. Of I really that. do, but uh, I I don't know. Um, I don't see no I don't see no ceiling for the Universal Championship. Like you got everybody, all oh, my challenge Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. But it's like, come on now, you really? Yeah, General Hall, you're not going to challenge Brock Lesnar <laughs> for the Universal Title. Let's just be honest. I I wouldn't think so, right? Like there would have to be some kind of like fuckery or or you know like dusty finish. Yeah, I, I just yeah, and that's where my whole complaint with Raw is going to be because it's like we're going to keep this title on Brock, but it's just like yeah, and he, it's like he's past yeah. time to drop that title. Yeah, I mean you need the champion on Raw every week, you know. You need the champion on Raw mm-hmm. because you're never going to see one. Like it's just like it just it just it boggles me every time. Like people that go to Raw, like okay. Your best title you're gonna get is the Intercontinental title because Brock Lesnar's not gonna to come to Raw every night to defend his title. So it's just like, oh, you're gonna book me? Okay, well, right. It's just gonna be pointless because it's like, I it's gonna be pointless for all the people that want to work hard and try to get that title, but they're never gonna take it all Brock Lesnar's hand. I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like and they need to what they need to be doing is elevating somebody to go after that title and say, you know, yeah. you, you shouldn't just be I mean, what they're doing with the Intercontinental is good and, and you know, all the guys compete for are are big time guys. But, you know, it's just like you need some guys to be elevated and say, I'm going after the title. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks, you know, and you need to Right. I don't know. And nobody's doing that right now. So I mean, yeah. I totally, totally agree with you guys. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully he drops the title soon. Hopefully someone like Bobby Lashley or Braun, Braun Strowman or one of those young young up and comers gets the title off him, and we're able to have a Universal Champion that's actually dedicated to be there every day. Uh, Lashley able to defend that title. You know, 
What's that? I was, I was just thinking, yeah, I had forgotten about Bobby Lashley because because uh, he doesn't talk, but um, also uh, <laughs> he, he does make sense, though, and he was one of the guys that was rumored, you know, when he came back to have a feud with Brock and get the title off of him, and he's a face, and, you know, he's a new guy that he, he hasn't been around in, like, freaking 10 years, so, hey, you know, he's fresh to us. So. And, and on top of that, he has an MMA background. That's right. That's true. Yeah, that is true. fighting championship. He is the MMA guy. Yeah, he is but a uh, bum slayer. Like he is, is, has not fought near the level of guys that Brock has, but yeah, he does have an MMA background. I think he's undefeated. He might be, but like the guys that he's fighting, or uh, it looked like you took him off a bar stool of a, of a local, uh, you know, bar and grill or something. Yeah, but I think he's done with Bellator, though. When he signed the WWE, I think he's just a full-time wrestler. Oh, yeah. And plus, they said he ain't really wrestled a match in about – he hasn't did a Bellator match in about a few years now. Oh, yeah, he's done for no, no, I ain't a few years. Has it been a few years? Yeah, it's been a few years. That's what they said. I, read that I don't know. Internet. I think I feel like I saw Lashley lose a couple times too, just because he got so exhausted, like in Strike Force or whatever. Just all those muscles, and he just like the guy outlasted him, and he just blew up, and he couldn't fight anymore, and he lost. You know, I kind of remember that. But no, no, he, he's he, he's pretty good. I mean, I like, I de- I definitely like Bobby Lashley. I mean, Bobby Lashley has beaten. Some some credible guys inside inside Bellator. I mean, some of these guys used to be inside uh, UFC. Uh, some of these guys that were inside Pride. I mean, I mean they're 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 not inside their their best shape, but he has some credible wins. Oh, I'm not saying he's a bum, but I'm just saying I mean he's bad. Brock Lesnar was the UFC heavyweight champion, you know. Yes, he was. Okay, but look, he's point is he, he's pretty good. All right, he he he's better than Sugar Ray. He's better than a lot of people. But but who's but we'll we'll see what what they do with this whole entire Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar. I mean, I think it'll be great. He's uh, uh he's fifteen to see somebody on their caliber. Just, just for anybody interested, he's fifteen and two. His last fight in Bellator was October two thousand sixteen. So there you go. He's fifteen and zero. Fifteen and two. Fifteen and two. Oh well, he he has more wins than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he sure does. I mean, like I said, he has some credibility. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but moving on from that championship, we're gonna move on to the casket match: Rusev versus Undertaker. I actually liked the match. It, it was a lot longer than the John Cena match. Yeah, Rusev got more offense in than John Cena. That's for sure. So. And Undertaker looked pretty damn good in the match. He did. He, he looked bad. good. He they looked pretty good. He he moved like butter inside that ring. And uh, uh, I I do believe uh, Rusev. I don't, I'm not sure if this is the last that we've seen of Rusev. Uh, hopefully not, because uh, every day is Rusev Day, and we can't have Rusev Day without Rusev. But uh, maybe maybe he gets buried and he reappears on Raw. Who knows? Uh, but. <laughs> I think it was a pretty good match. I mean, once again, shout out to Saudi Arabia with the with the pyro, because when Undertaker came out, it's like the damn crowd lost their mind. Even even the royal family lost their mind when Undertaker <laughs> came out. I mean, uh-huh. 
I mean, as you've seen, Dre, they were continuously to walk around with those white sheets That's and right. red towels over their heads, which hey. is that is the royal cloth. King's respect, but, uh, you know. Oh yeah, definitely uh, King's respect. But they they put on an awesome show. I can't wait till the number the uh, the next WWE uh, 2K game comes out because I want to play inside of that that stadium that they were at and the <laughs> setup they had beautiful i'm sorry that's that setup was beautiful i mean it, it was one of the next next to wrestlemania set they're they're kind of neck and neck i mean this was a very good setup i but, think uh, the firework display at the greatest royal rumble was better than wrestlemania's this oh year. yeah hands oh down. yeah for sure yeah hands down how I about mean, the miz the like power. apparently did you hear what they were saying about the Miz um, being like a big star over there? Like they they were gonna have a private screening of the new Marine movie, and like it wasn't ironic. Like the people there were actually super excited about it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the, the Miz is big. He's he's big overseas more than he is inside the U.S. But the point is, the Miz is a uh, pretty big. I mean, those people love the Miz over there. They actually requested. The Miz is one of the fighters. Yeah, uh, to be there. I'm, yeah, hey, that's I mean, cool, man. Yeah, there were a lot of. He's a hometown boy, and like he was over in Saudi Arabia, he pointed to the sky, and fireworks appeared. You know, like that was really cool. I mean, it, it was it was definitely great. Uh, but we're gonna get on to the last event, which was the greatest Royal Rumble match. Uh, <laughs> I love that that match. That match was pretty interesting. I'm not going to go over all the guys who were inside the match. I mean, we had a couple surprises. We uh, let's not forget about uh, Sean Devari coming back inside that segment there with the four Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia uh, tryout guys there. Oh, yeah. But but you also had uh, Hornswoggle returned. Yes, he did. <laughs> the Swoggle. Uh, Hornswoggle returned. You had the great Kali. He returned. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yep. You you had you had Ray Mysterio. I knew that he was returned. Cool. He looked very good. He, he looked and good at the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was the number one guy in there, and he lasted all of an hour, and I think uh, the official count was an hour and twenty minutes. Barely. Uh, that 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 he lasted in that ring. Uh, the Royal Rumble records, man. Yeah, he he set he set the new Royal Rumble record, who was uh previous it was previously held by Rey Mysterio, uh with sixty two minutes, uh but it was a pretty pretty good match there, uh but let's talk about the biggest return we had the return of the the Shockmaster, I'm sorry we we had the return, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I had to do it the biggest botch I've ever seen. <laughs> The biggest botch I've ever seen in my life had to been Titus, Titus O'Neil, oh, Titus Worldwide. And if, if he was not worldwide before, he is definitely worldwide now. Because Man, that fall, I, I know oh that factor cracking up. Oh my God. God, what the hell? I mean, when I saw don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I, of course, I saw the gifts all over the internet afterwards as well. And, like, the more I saw it, I was like, you know what, Titus? I'm sorry. You have to fire him. There's no coming back from that, man. He's done. The internet will just roast him forever for that. That's all. Oh, don't fire Titus. He's gone. You're fired, Titus. You touched my damn arm at that one thing, and now you're fired. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to play it real quick. I'm actually watching it now. I'm sorry. <laughs> the commentators were absolutely shocked <laughs> and the fact that Titus tried to play it off like nothing happened yeah I loved it you have to stay under the ring oh, the rest of the match here's the replay I'm sorry <laughs> those don't those are real genuine tears, by the way, uh, of Byron Saxton and Corey Graves. But when he slid underneath the ring, I mean, in my mind, the next logical thing would have been was to bring out a table but to, to make to make it look like you meant to do that, <laughs> right? But uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you could have bought out a table, you could have bought out anything. But damn, Titus! I mean, Titus slid underneath that ring like someone <laughs> trying to slide in your girl's DMs or something. I mean, that's the way he slid underneath the ring. I'm really glad you brought that up, though, because I I thought about it like before we started, and and I had forgotten. And man, like that that was definitely the best. Oh, I would never forget that moment. That that was the <laughs> greatest moment of the greatest royal. Run. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> hands down. It or forever. should I say sliding down? <laughs> that was awesome. I'm sorry, Titus. Titus, Titus. I'm. I, I. I just don't know where we go from here with Titus Worldwide. That's why I said he's fired, man. Sorry, that's all there is to it. I mean, don't, don't fire Titus. It's a wrap, right? right? I mean, it's a wrap, Titus. It's it's not a wrap, <laughs> but I can. But but I can already hear this man inside the headsets. Bury him, damn it, bury him. <laughs> you know, it's like I I just hear him. Saying that because Vince was the bear. Well, Vince is also the guy that blew out both his quads running out to the ring. After yes, the yes. And he just <laughs> and then he had to he had to sit on his ass in the ring and yell at the guy. It's because he couldn't walk. Oh yes, yes. Wasn't that the Royal Rumble? Yes, was, it was. That was the Royal Rumble. That was the Royal Easter Rumble. John- so the Royal Rumble has been great. Oh my gosh! I remember that now, and it—it it seems like the Royal Rumble is cursed. Apparently, that wasn't supposed to be the finish, so that's that's the the rumor to the story is why Vince ran out there. He's like, "I gotta fix this, damn it!" And he ran out, and you know, and then he blew out both his quads getting into the ring. <laughs> Poor Vinny, Matt. God, but no, that that was an awesome, awesome finish uh, to the show. Uh, Besides Titus sliding into the ring, I mean, the match itself was great. I mean, seeing Hornswoggle, seeing Randy Orton uh, do his thing. How about that botch RKO? Did you all catch that? Now they catch that one. Mm, it was so long. Man, you guys got to watch that in detail. Uh, you, you had Roger Strong come out. He represented for the Undisputed Era. Oh, I saw him. You had Tucker Knight. Uh, you had a lot of NXT guys in, inside this match. I mean, just incorporating these guys in the out there. Uh, it was overall a great match. I do love the finish. We have Braun Strowman receiving that nice trophy. And you kept asking Ryan Mack, what does the winner get? What does the winner get? Right. They get a trophy and they get a championship title. And a title. Yeah, I was shocked by that. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's ever going to defend it, but it's uh, I, I think it's kind of like one of those titles they give the NFL and the Major League Baseball teams uh, when they win championships. He's probably going to give it to Nicholas, sure. and then Nicholas will retire it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll actually be pretty good. Maybe he can retire it. It'll be good. Um, and then uh, he can come out of retirement and, uh, and, you know, take the title out of retirement too once he <laughs> returns 20. We'll see what happens there. But it was an awesome, awesome card. Uh, nevertheless, I can't wait to see what happens uh, here, uh, here on out with uh, their relationship. I do know there was one issue that they had. And that was the airing of a female match on uh, on, on the Titan Tron there in, in Saudi Arabia because they are not that developed yet inside the women's uh, rights there. And they aired that match. And, of course, the women weren't all the way clothed. And the people of Saudi Arabia were a little bit offended. And we have to respect them. We have to respect uh, respect them as people. If that's not their culture, that's not their culture. So it was a mistake on WWE's part. And uh, I'm pretty sure that person who did it got fired because, you know, that's $200 million you just uh, kind of almost messed up. And we're trying to make $200 million every time we come here. So, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and if it's me, you got to go. Uh, but it was a great card. It wasn't, you know, the best card ever. WrestleMania had a better card. Hands down. Of course. But far as the setup and the feel, I wish I was in Saudi Arabia. That's all I can say. Right. That was damn good. And uh, I can't wait for them to have another event that's televised on the WWE WWE Network. What they side with them is this, because I think the whole Saudi Arabia thing is trying to do some development, some 10-year development plan. I don't think it's just with WWE. I think it's with a lot of other things and the WWE just happened to be a part of it. But I think it's a 10 year run that they're doing with well, that. I think. I think they're trying to make a, I don't know about their other plans outside of like wrestling related stuff, but they are trying to do uh, like an NXT or like a full sale university sort of thing in Saudi Arabia. You know? Yeah. Those four that- Right, basically the start of it, and they're gonna have other people too. That that is correct. They are starting something there in Saudi Arabia that will probably be the headquarters uh, for for the Middle Eastern uh, talent. But uh, yeah, and that like, is something that start. Just about like the the event real quick itself. Like I I thought it was you know. It wasn't WrestleMania, like they were building it up to be or whatever, but it was great. I mean, it was free. It was an added thing to the network. They did it like really big effects wise, had some good matches and and it was fun. And like just the I thought it was kind of cool just to see the people of Saudi Arabia, you know, say what you want about like their not being up to speed with women's rights and stuff like that. But for a Middle Eastern country, they're pretty progressive and they're trying to get more so too. Like they actually are finally allowing their women to drive, which I know sounds ridiculous, but like the other countries in that, those areas don't let them do that at all. And they're, they're um, like, they get it. They're not stuck in the dark ages. Like a lot of the, you know, some of the countries over there, you know, so it's, it's good. Ray, you have any time in on that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I just caught the Greatest Royal Rumble event today, and 
I was at work today. I, people, I was watching this at work. <laughs> I got so busy that I only got through probably about two, literally, when I say two seconds of the greatest Royal Rumble, literally two seconds of it. So that's the, I have to catch that part. But I, I knew from, from a lot of spoilers coming to my phone, I couldn't control. I know who won it. I knew who came back, but you know, I, sometimes I don't. I don't let the spoilers bother me that much. I'm just gonna watch it to see what happened. And I still act surprised. <laughs> but oh, speaking you of comebacks, real quick, I forgot. Good to see Y2J back. He was number fifty, was he not? Was he At number fifty? <laughs> I think he was. No. Let's see. What was Y2J's spot? Let's ask our almighty source here, Google. <laughs> we can let the crowd go crazy for him. Oh, yeah. Big pop. Well, I'll ask Google about that later, and we'll post the actual stats on Twitter. <laughs> but nevertheless, did you hear what Kevin Noah's told Y2J? Why are you here? Why are you here? Go back to Japan. <laughs> Ooh no, he said that. Wow. He yes, he did. That. Yeah, it's funny. He did say that. Uh, so I like the fact that Kevin Owens doesn't give a damn. No. Well, I think that since it was a um, it was a network show, like you said, a glorified house show. You know that could say a lot of things or there, so they don't really have to worry about too much of you know. Oh, we're, we're on a, we're not on national TV. We're on the network, so everybody's not watching it. You know. Yeah, but they can also replay it and replay it and replay it and replay it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, then they also will edit it and edit it. Pretty sure they did. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure they did. Um. But what is your expectations going here on out uh, with with this uh, this uh, WWE territory style that they're doing now? Uh, I mean, because I mean, they they have the UK. Yeah, looks like looks like they have. Uh, they're gonna try something, and um, of course, Saudi Arabia. Okay, looks like they want to try something. In uh, other parts of the country, uh, like uh, China and Japan, but I don't think they should touch Japan. I think they should read Japan. I don't think they will touch Japan. I think that New Japan is big over there. So, I mean, they probably will try to touch it, but it won't be as easy as the other places just because, I mean, you have New Japan over there. Excuse me. You have New Japan where they're established, so it's going to be tougher to touch that versus a Ring of Honor or a TNA or a Lucha Underground over here, and you know. And then you got the other countries that don't really—that's not really they're they're they have wrestling, but it's not as big as a New Japan. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean you can always pluck the talent from over there. I mean. You can you can try at least offering them big lucrative contracts, but everybody's not going to say yeah to that. So I don't know. I mean, 
I my thing is if they're gonna do this territory thing, I think I think they should definitely definitely uh you know work with other promotions and bring them into the fold. Your your ICWs, your your Defiant <laughs> Wrestling. But work with all these other promotions. That way you can make these titles more credible. Like I, I believe the the UK title should be defended in other UK uh, promotions, which it is. But I believe we should be able to see these matches on the WWE Network, which gives it more of an appeal that, hey, the UK division of NXT, guess what? It's on the network. Uh, They're going to be running the title at this promotion, and this promotion is on the network now. Like That would be prime for this uh, situation. What do you think about that? Mm. I don't I mean at the end of the day like are we I mean it's, it's just it, will the WWE allow it that's the question you know they didn't monopolize this so much will they allow other promotions I mean the last time I seen them really allow promotions to come in like that was ECW and a long, long time ago. And that was just based on the fact they needed to get an edge to them and that's why they brought them in. But today, though, I don't know, man. Vince McMahon's pride is just so... I don't know, man. It's just... You know, pride is kept and I don't want to sound mean, but I mean, you might have to wait till the old man kicked the bucket, man. Why does it seem like everyone wants it to happen? I mean, we don't want. You got to understand. I mean, can we agree that Vince McMahon is out of touch with wrestling? Can we just say instead of kick the bucket, we'll just say go run the XFL, and that'll you know that'll just mean that either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna run that for about three hours, then come back. I mean, because <laughs> I don't, I don't see the XFL going anywhere. I. I I believe in XFL, brother. <laughs> you then, if you believe in it, you must have believed in it the first time. Uh, no, I, I was just pretty stoked to have something. I going. mean, I think we was all pretty stoked too, but I don't believe in it. I think it's I was stoked, for, and then it was horrible football, and I stopped yeah. watching. Yeah, oh, let's take a trip inside the XFL locker room. What? All right, I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of uh, XFL, maybe. If we do let go, Titus, maybe maybe we can send him to the XFL. Well, there you go. He he never stopped talking about how he played football at uh, what Florida, right? Like so. And yeah, he also played for Jacksonville, I believe. I'm uh, not uh, not sure, but we'll fact check that one later. But here's here's a fact before we close out on the show. This is not Titus O'Neill's first time falling <laughs> on a live televised event. Uh, Titus O'Neill uh, first fell. On the older version of NXT, when he was a rookie, and I'm actually going to play that clip right now, and he actually falls to the way that he fell at the Greatest Royal Rumble, but he doesn't slide underneath the ring, which is good. So, uh, so let, let's see what happens there. <laughs> what was his name back then? No, it's it, his name was Titus O'Neil. Yeah. 
they uh, they, they were talking about uh, the other rookie before, but yeah, but Titus within four seconds of running through this uh, gutlet that he had to do, he falls with the keg and he falls on his face. Except <laughs> the uh, entitled Titus O'Neil buried alive. <laughs> yeah, bury me softly, brother. And uh, you, you also got to remember when the New Day tried to read the reconstruct that uh, very moment on Monday Night Raw. I almost forgot that. <laughs> but I, but but I believe that Titus ended up actually beating it, or let's just uh, can't, yeah, Titus ended up uh, actually finishing it out, which is good. But uh, his moment from the greatest Royal Rumble is going to get played out this week as well. So. <laughs> No, no, I, I think I think they're probably gonna continue to have that go on 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 Monday Night Raw. They're gonna continue on with that. Yeah, I don't think they'll let that go. Yeah, that dips. You you actually think they're gonna let that go? I mean, come on, did they let go of the Shockmaster when the Shockmaster fell through that stage? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what I think this is this is the passing of the torch from the Shockmaster. To Titus O'Neil. Now, will Titus O'Neil ever recover from this? We don't know. We'll see. I don't think. Actually, went on to a very good uh, post wrestling career. He wrote the Undisputed Era's theme song, and that's actually him. I did not know that. Shock the system. And that was actually pretty lifelike. I thought that was actual track. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but what what I will say is. Uh, Guys, uh, we have a lot of things up and coming next week uh, with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT as we try to build up Backlash. But uh, we can't wait to talk about these things on the next episode. What I will say is thanks to all the listeners who have been listening so far. Uh, make sure you do share this uh, tweet, uh, share this podcast with people, uh, pass it along, even to non-fans. I just think this show is uh, one of the best shows out there. Not because that we're on it or anything like that. Not because we're just a bunch of Marshall Mikes. Good but play. the fact we uh, we actually we actually reach out to the fans of this profession. So as I always say, if you want to get on the show, uh, there's a couple ways that you can uh, get in contact with us. To so all you indie wrestlers out there, independent wrestlers, you can uh, follow us on Marks with Mikes uh, on Twitter. And Instagram, that's M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S. At, uh, that's uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can actually send us a email there at our Gmail. Uh, same name, but Marks with Mike Podcast at gmail.com. Um, send us an email there. We'll get back to you. Can't wait to have some future guests on. A lot of big things in the making uh, coming up. Well, we're going to share these things with you. I'm JT. That is Dre to my Yo, Dre Barnes. And, of course, Mr. Ryan Mack. See you, fellas. Uh, thanks for joining the show today. We're out, uh, peoples. Make sure you share this podcast. Thank you for helping us get to four different platforms. Marks and Mikes, we're out. Yep.